What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Canadian Card Collectors cast. And this is our first episode. Um, I will be your host, yours truly, the owner and operator of Canadian Card Collectors, the heart and soul behind it all, as well as my wonderful mod team. And I'll just be sitting here and, and talking. Um, this is kind of a, an off-the-cuff podcast. It's something that I'm definitely not going to plan. And it's something that if you're coming here for specific plans or you're coming for something that isn't maybe mentioned in the title, uh, it's probably not for you. I will have a spot where I want you guys to ask questions and kind of interact with the podcast and interact with me for future episodes and how I can make this better because I want this to be an interactive thing. I want it to be between me and you. And this week I want to talk about just whatever's on my mind in the card collecting community, which brings me to what this podcast is going to be about. So this podcast is right now a solo man show. This is a one man team, a lone wolf pack, if you will. And I might bring in some guests on once in a while, and we'll probably spice up the, the video behind me right now, or I guess around me. Um, we'll get a legit layout and stuff going. But for right now, you're stuck with the Canadian Card Collector's uh, business card, as well as the QR code, which you can scan to join the Discord. That will take you right to the Discord invite, as well as the Discord invite is on the screen beside it, as well as my Twitter and Instagram. So, this podcast will just be a solo effort. I might invite some friends or, or, or some of you on occasionally, and we're just going to do this throughout the summer just to kind of, you know, break up the summer a bit, which brings me to this card collecting podcast. So, if you have stumbled upon this and you have no idea what's going on, welcome to the Canadian Card Collectors cast. We're going with the Quad C for right now. And this podcast will be about sports cards, primarily hockey. And we're just going to talk about the market. And as much as I am a collector, I'm also an investor. And I also follow the market and how it moves. So that'll be a big thing about this podcast. We're going to talk about how the market looks. We're going to talk about, you know, things changing. We're going to talk about, you know, values. We're going to talk about grading. We're going to talk about opening product. Um, anything that has to do with sports cards, primarily hockey, as well as the market, will probably be covered in this podcast. And anything you want to see me cover, I will cover in this podcast. This is going to be less sports-related and more about the behind-the-scenes in the sports card market, especially in the hockey card market. I feel like I have a really good touch on what's happening right now in hockey cards, and I want to share my knowledge with you guys. So... Let's get into the podcast first. The sky is not falling. I promise the sky is not falling. A lot of you guys right now in the card collector community, especially with football and basketball cards, are acting like this is the end. And it's not. Um, the The card collecting community is a strong community, and it's something that is, is just expanding, and it's growing, and it's changing. Um, with the... With the lockdown and the quarantine that everyone has spent, we're seeing a lot of card shows now, and that is amazing for the community. It's amazing to get out and go to card shows and interact with others in person. 
And this is something that the card community lacked, actually, recently. Um, everything was done online. eBay was a big factor. And now we can just go and, you know, hassle people in person. We can go to our local card shops again. We can get supplies. You know, top loaders are coming back in stock. Penny sleeves, things like that. Although they're still hard to find, we can actually go into card shops again and, and buy the supplies that we need which is, it, it's huge. It's it's something that this hobby is, when it blew up, it hasn't seen. Uh, this is something where, when I started my Discord, it was all, again, eBay and stuff like that. It was connecting with each other online. And we finally, we're now seeing a day where we can, you know, meet in person. We can do these meetups. We can do, you know, buy, sell, trade in person. We can do, you know, nights at the local card shop for those who are lucky enough to have one. And, we need to stop acting like the sky's falling here just because the market's changing and the platform that we're using is changing doesn't mean that sports cards are dead the reason why sports cards are going down in value right now is because of the off season so let me take you back a year ago to something that i did that was really stupid and i still regret so a year ago and probably around the same time in about june I had a Thomas Shabbat Silver Foil Young Guns card. And if you're unaware of how to get Silver Foil, it comes from EPAC. Um, those cards are usually really well put together uh, just because they're from EPAC and they never actually see a retail box until you combine um, a certain amount of Young Guns on EPAC and then you can redeem them for a Silver Foil Young Guns. You can also do this with base cards as well. But the young guns are very popular, and then if you combine even more uh, young guns together, you can get the the dazzle or the sparkle, or I've seen a lot of like the speckled, like the rainbow ones. Very cool. Um, I took a Thomas Shabbat silver foil young guns. So arguably a a year ago, he was you know pretty hyped up defensiveman in the NHL, and I know defense don't have the value that forwards do. But Thomas Shabbat was pretty hyped up as a defender, especially in the Ottawa Senators, kind of an up-and-coming team. Someone who who carried a lot of value on the Senators were kind of Brady Kachuk and Thomas Shabbat only had value. Now, not only had the silver foil young guns been kept in good condition, it was also graded. So it was a BGS 9.5, which I think had a pop of either one or two it was the only one that existed or it was one of two um a pop is a population report you can go on beckett's website or psa or mint or wherever you get your cards graded and check the population uh, it's a big thing for looking at cards and kind of checking values and seeing how rare your card is if your card's a pop one it means you have the only one of those cards that exist and uh, i guess you've got a monopoly on the market Back to the story, though, the Shabbat Silver Foil Young Guns. I was in a panic to sell at this point last year. It was the offseason. Ottawa was clearly out of the playoffs by a lot in this point, and I just wanted to unload it. I wanted to get rid of it. I looked at the pop, saw that there wasn't many available, listed it up on eBay for 200 which at the time I thought was, you know, a, a decent price. Someone offered me 100 for it. I ended up taking it uh, just because I wanted the money. And now Thomas Shabbat's regular Young Guns, uh, not Silver Foil, goes for like 100 bucks. BGS 9, something like that. It's like 120 So you have to think that Silver Foil is probably, 
you know, 180 bucks, something like that. And I know on the, on the grand scheme of things, losing $80 or whatever isn't huge. But if you look at market percentage, you're pretty much taking half the value for that card. And I definitely could have gotten more if I waited till September. And this is something that's happening right now that, that people can't seem to understand for some reason is that the off season when players aren't playing, the market actually goes down on them, believe it or not. And it happened last year too. It happens every year with basketball. It happens every year with football. When the players start playing again, the hype starts to go up. You'll see this in the NFL offseason. Uh, right now, the market's way down on cards. When their preseason starts up and players start playing again, even those fir- first quarter appearances, the highlights start coming out. You see them on SportsCenter, on TSN, on ESPN, on the news, whatever. Their cart prices start to go up. The hype value starts to go up again. And this is a great time right now to actually cash in on football. Because the preseason's right around the corner. It happens in August. And you only have to hold these cards for a couple months. And then the hype goes up. And then you offload again. And right now, if, you, if you're confident in a rookie quarterback, this is a great time to load up on them. And we'll talk about maybe some investments or maybe some rookie quarterbacks coming... Uh, this upcoming season that I'm really high on. But for right now, let's talk about this crash and the sky's falling. The sky isn't falling, guys. It's not. It hasn't fallen. And it's not going to. And I, I know the arguments are going to come in. Oh, you know, my card's gone down X percentage. You know, we've seen in this chart that, you know, the card's value has gone down, blah, 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 blah. I'll take a prime example right here. Austin Matthews, Young Guns. Um, PSA 10 was worth over two grand at one point. Now people are like offloading them for what, 1400, something like that. It's gone down 600 bucks. You want to know the reason why? It's because Matthews was on a tear a couple months ago. He was like a goal per game. He was doing unreal. When Matthews got injured, his prices went down. When Matthews came back and, and his, you know, his injury wasn't affecting him, quote unquote, he, his prices went back up. And when he was on a tear, his prices went back up. When the hype for the playoffs, when the Leafs were supposed to be the, you know, the team coming out of the North, his prices again were back up. And people buy in on the hype. And now that the Leafs lost first round, then the hype goes down. And now it's the offseason. So people don't want to hang on to Austin Matthews cards all summer. But if you do, if you're someone who wants to, you know, take the investment and buy in low, this is the time for you right now. Nathan McKinnon, Young Guns, buy in right now. This is a huge, huge opportunity. Even in September, you can offload these cards for, you know, when the hype comes back. You know, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, guys who are eliminated from the playoffs right now, and even guys in the future who, when they get eliminated from the playoffs, is a time to buy. Hockey after the Stanley Cup, all the hype goes down on it. And that's not to say that cards don't have any more value. It's saying that... You know, it's a good time to buy in if there's something you're looking for. I mean, it happened last year, and what are the odds that it happens again? History often repeats itself, and I know that we're coming out of quarantine, and I know that this year is different than last year, and people are spending their money in different places. People are, you know, looking into, you know, tickets, going to actually see games. They're doing things in the summer now that they're not locked down anymore. But guys... The sports card market isn't going away. In November, Tr- Toronto is getting the Sports Card Expo. 
It happens just outside of Toronto. I think it was in Mississauga uh, a couple of years back. I went to it. And it was awesome. It was a great weekend. And this will happen again. And you know what? The hype's going to be there. The National happens in Chicago. I believe it's at the beginning of August or end of July. That will be packed. What does that tell you about the sports card market? It's still there. People still collect. People still go to it to buy, sell, trade because they want to collect and because they want to invest. They want to, you know, they're interested in sports cards. They're hooked on it. For people that, you know, think that the market's gone or that there's no buyers anymore or prices are plummeting, whatever, you know, the market takes dips. When Logan Paul pumped Pokemon like crazy, just pumped it up like crazy, prices were at an all-time high. Now that Logan Paul has gone back to boxing, the prices have gone down again. I mean, what does that tell you? It's it's influencers who, who influence people into certain markets. And that's what happened with Pokemon. It's what happened with the sports card market. And it's it's not dead. Sure, maybe there's an, a bit of an audience loss. And sure, people aren't buying in on the offseason. But if you're smart, you'll buy in on the offseason and then sell when the hype's there. And that's just something that I've seen a lot recently. I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, I can't, you know, sell this. The sports card market's dead. You know, I'm. when should I sell my whole collection? When should I do this? If you're a collector, or even if you're an investor in sports cards, if, if you're involved in this market at all, there's never been a better time to, to buy in now. Because based off my experience of for last offseason, it's it's only going to pick up when sports are actually on again. And I'm willing to take the chance to, to buy in, uh, especially when you think, you know, this, this is going to rebound again. History is going to repeat itself. And maybe not to the effect that it did last summer or last um, fall, sorry, but it will have a rebound. And I think that in November, the Sports Card Expo in Toronto will be amazing for Canadians, for Ontario uh, residents. Uh, if you're around the Toronto area, you should definitely check it out. It's pretty awesome. It's great for sports cards as well as other sports memorabilia. MLSE is always there. Uh, they have Frozen Pond is there. A bunch of other, you know, kind of sports memorabilia shops around Toronto and the Toronto area. And it's, it's, it's a good time. And it's going to sell out. I mean, they're doing a virtual show I think, is it this weekend? Is it Father's Day weekend? They're doing a virtual card show. And companies are paying $300 to have, you know, a virtual booth at this show. And people wouldn't be pouring money into these, you know, card exhibitions and card shows and virtual card shows if they didn't have faith that they'd have an audience, right? So that's something that I really wanted to get off my chest right away. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, the skies falling and, you know, why Why are these cards not valued as high? Why can't I move this? Blah, 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 blah. It's because when there's no hype behind something or when people, you know, don't want to hold on to something for a couple months, they, they won't do it. They won't buy in, right? And when the hype's there, people want it. People want to, to see it. And another prime example is Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton's young guns were on the climb. Toronto got eliminated in the first round and his price like cut in half. Again, same same thing. And personally, I've never seen the sports card market. I mean, most recently 
in I think February, January, February, March, something like that. It was just it was popping off. And I think we may not go back to popping off. We may not go back to the spot where Logan Paul was pumping Pokemon like crazy. But we'll get back to a spot where people continue to buy in on the hype. And, you know, values are affected pretty much like fantasy sports. Which is something that I I, I explained to, to actually a family member recently that, you know, sports cards are, are kind of like fantasy sports. You, you have to buy in on a player who you think is going to perform this season, and then when they do, their values directly affect that because people want to buy in on that player and then either to collect them or, you know, to later flip them, etc. And it's like one big game of fantasy sports, and, you know, people like that. It's, it's drawn a lot of audience in, and people who aren't collectors, people who are investors, or people who you know, want to move some sports cards as a hobby or whatever they do, you know, it's something that has drawn them into. And it it helps collectors, it helps investors, it helps everyone. Which is another thing that I wanted to talk about is that the market has shifted a lot to investors. And if you're not in it to collect per se, then it's it's become people who want a fire sale, which goes back to the point of, you know, the sky's falling. These people who don't want anything to do with sports cards. They just want to move them. And it's it's seen the biggest hit in the flippers. The people who go to Walmart, camp out all day, and then sell everything they can. When MJ Holdings comes in, they sell everything. And that's taken a big hit recently. It's, you know, boxes that people were spending hundreds of dollars on are no longer they're they're not spending hundreds of dollars on anymore and i think we're going to see a market shift especially in retail in the coming you know weeks months whatever it may be we're going to see a shift of of flippers and they may not be around too much longer especially with this you know this rookie class of basketball it's seen a huge hit especially in basketball prison basketball it was it was huge. Um, the first week, you know, people were buying hobby boxes for like over two thousand dollars. Now I've seen retail, like I've seen hangers and stuff, like barely move. And this is just because of you know a weak rookie class. You get a year where maybe it's not it's not as hot. People don't want the cards, and flippers don't pay attention to that. They go in, they you know they buy as much as they can, and then they get burned on it because it's not going to move. I mean, people will buy it at retail, I guess, which, I mean, I guess they don't really lose money flippers, but if you're going to camp out at Walmart all day, you're at least wasting your time. So I actually have a lot of confidence that, you know, one day soon, we will see retail again. And another example of this is Panini Chronicles. So if you collect football at all, Chronicles came out recently, and it's a set that pretty much involves only stars and rookies. So those are the only cards that you can get in Chronicles. In Chronicles, its main factor is that it's fun to open, but the cards don't really have much value because they're not they're not legit products by themselves. They're Chronicles products. So they're products that maybe were produced and never never made the shelves and then kind of thrown in. It's a bit of a mixed bag. 
which that's fine if you're opening. It's it's really fun to open. You can always hit a rookie QB. You can hit, you know, cards that are cool, stuff like that. But there's not a whole lot that, that resells in that. Which, again, people buy Panini Chronicles to open, but not really to resell. And flippers have actually taken a, a lot of of losses on Chronicles because they buy up all this stuff. People maybe rip one or two boxes or whatever, but there's nothing really of value in these boxes. So once people get, you know, maybe they're one or two out of their system or whatever, you know, they 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 do it, and that, then that's fine. Then, you know, flippers are, are stuck with the product, which is really funny to see recently. Um, I've seen a lot of guys pretty much panic selling uh, these Panini Chronicles uh, blasters and hangers and fat packs and things like that. And I mean, they're still making a profit. Like these these blasters sell for thirty bucks plus tax Canadian. Usually, you'll see them at, and flippers are selling them for like fifty bucks. So once you factor in shipping, say shipping's maybe ten bucks or so, you know, flippers are making ten bucks total. I mean, with taxes and everything else, they're making like, you know, five to seven bucks on a box. It's funny to see, man. I mean, your time can't be, you know, that valuable if you're if you're waiting around a Walmart all day to make, you know, a few extra dollars here and there. I mean, I respect the hustle, but there's better ways to do it. And I think that flippers will, it's only a matter of time before they get burned so often that they're not going to do this anymore. And we'll go back to this, the time when, you know, you can find retail in stores. And another example of this is you can see it in the Pokemon market. I mean, Pokemon was popping off for a while. Flippers had boxes and boxes of Elite Trainer boxes. They had, you know, starter decks. They had all of these, you know, loose packs and things like that. They were clearing out Walmarts. And now it's, it's. I mean, you can see Elite Trainer boxes sitting. Pokemon is just overproduced now. And Flippers can't wait to get it off their hands. And this is something that it, it's funny to see. I mean, it's going to transition over to sports cards too. And those who don't think that are lying to yourselves. I mean, this is going to happen. This is the flippers are going to get, they're going to get stuck on a product eventually and they're going to be holding it and they're going to panic sell. And maybe they might not lose money, but it might be enough where they don't spend all day in Walmart. And, you know, you can go back to the day where you walk into Walmart and get something to pick up. You get something to to walk away with. And maybe you're not walking away with all the stock, nor would you want to, but man, I, I, I think that's coming. I, I've seen what's happened with Pokemon, and I've seen what's happened with Panini Chronicles, and I think that flippers are, you know, they're getting, they're getting impatient, and they don't want to be stuck holding the bag, per se. So that's something that I've seen recently too. So it's kind of a it's a it's an interesting time for sports cards because it's a it's a big market shift in in cards values uh, due to the off season, which trickles all the way down to retail and sealed products and stuff like that and their value, and even up to the hobby box level, you've seen products like SP Game Used come out for two fifty, or even Trilogy come out or SPX is two hundred plus now. And people aren't buying it. They're not buying into it. They know that the cards inside are not worth the cost of opening it. Which is interesting because even Series 2 retail, like those boxes at one time were selling for like 150 bucks, 140 bucks, stuff like that. I saw I saw guys, you know, buying them for. 
now you can get a, a, a box of, of Series 2 retail from this year for $90. 90 bucks. I mean, if at one point you were paying 150 and now you can get it for 90 it's $60 off. Like, that's a pretty good, pretty good discount. And I know the card prices have changed. I know the market shifted. Kaprizov and, and Stutzla and, and, and all the rookies in there have definitely gone down. Because, again, the hype, the offseason, stuff like that, all this plays into it. But it's interesting to see the trickle-down happen. So, you know, the card values get adjusted, the retail gets adjusted, the hobby gets adjusted, and, you know, people don't want to be stuck holding the bag. And I think this is going to, you know, eventually shift the market back to maybe what it was. You're going to see Upper Deck go back to their original pricing. You're going to see Panini stop doing these, you know, Dutch auctions or whatever they call it, where they start the price at like two grand and just wait, you know, drop it a hundred bucks every, you know, five minutes until it sells out. You know, you're going to see these, these companies go back to the original pricing potentially, or, or it swings the other way in the fall. They see that, you know, sports card prices go up again and they start, you know, price gouging again. And then it, it, it's a flipper's dream and it, it all happens. And then I'm wrong. And, you know, that could very well happen too. But I, I think it's interesting to see that trickle down happen and it's something that we can you can see right now and then you can you can kind of you know look into the future like I said you can take the Pokemon market and and look into what happened there and then apply it to sports cards apply it to hockey cards because I think you see you know you've already seen it in Pokemon you're seeing it in basketball you're seeing it in football it's going to drop down to hockey it'll drop down to other sports baseball etc I'm not actually too interested in in baseball, so I don't I don't know. Sorry, baseball guys, I uh, can't help you much. But it, it it is funny to see that trickle down, and I think long days of the are long day long gone are the days. Jeez, I can't speak. Long gone are the days that flippers sit in Walmart all day, and we're gonna go back to you know, walk, being able to walk into a Walmart. And, and pick up some series two or pick up whatever the product is that you want to you want to see you're going to be able to get a couple boxes if you want to especially with this trickle down especially in the off season i think july august will be prime time to pick up sports cards sealed retail products singles like i mentioned the sky isn't falling you know it's just the off season and if you think that you know sports cards are going to rebound you think that you know history repeats itself I encourage you to buy in. Um, although this isn't financial advice, nor do would I ever say that it is. You guys make your own decision. You know, base it off of your own research. Don't do things just because I'm doing them. Um, I, I, I obviously am not big enough to affect the market. I just I tell you guys what I'm thinking. I share my personal opinions with you, and uh, you can take them however you want to. So I think that'll do it for the first podcast of the Canadian Card Collectors cast. Uh, we're going to try and keep them between 30 and 30 minutes and an hour. Um, we'll start this one off with 30 minutes and see kind of what improvements we can make. Leave your questions, especially if you've made it this far. Message them to me in the Discord. Leave them in a Discord channel. Um, you know, follow that QR code. Click the link. Uh, message me on Twitter, message me on Instagram. I'm always open to ideas. I'm open to covering different topics on the podcast. It's usually just, again, off the cuff, kind of what I can think of. And we'll go from there for next week.
So hopefully we can uh, we can improve this. We can do it throughout the summer. We can do it in the fall. It can be something where you know we kind of talk ideas about cards together. It can be something where maybe it's half an hour of your work day where you just get to listen to you know hockey card talk and sports cards talk and you know get away from whatever you're doing or wherever you are. I mean, listen to it around the pool. Listen to it while you're cutting grass. Listen to it in the in the office. Whatever you guys got to do. Um, but this will be probably episode one of the pod and then hopefully we can build off this and and learn together on where we're taking this pod and again for the visual people i know this wasn't very visually stimulating this week um we will kind of work on that in the future i'll work on maybe a layout or something something where maybe it's a bit more visually stimulating maybe i can bring in some visuals and uh maybe i can bring in some card examples or some charts or I don't want this to feel like it's a uh, like a business presentation, though. That's that's not what it's supposed to be. Just off the cuff, chill. You know, it's uh, it's just you and me, you, me, and that other guy that are here, hanging out together. We're boys. You know, we're we're part of the Discord together. All three of us, me, you, and that other guy. All right. Well, that does it for this week. This week's episode, episode one of the Canadian Card Collectors Cast. Um, if you enjoyed it, please let me know. Again, give me your ideas for episode two. And hopefully I will see you next time on the Canadian Card Collectors podcast.